0: Live A-C-U. from the ACU of Texas Studios, this yes. is the Clear Lake Today Podcast Network. Twelve questions for the Galveston mayoral candidates. Welcome to Meet in the Middle Chronicles. This podcast was made possible by the generosity of listeners like you. If you would like to support our efforts, please like us on Facebook and visit our Patreon page. Meet in the Middle Chronicles has been interviewing political candidates since 2017. We believe it provides a valuable public service. To that end, we encourage you to share these podcasts with your friends and neighbors. Due to the length required, we broke up the interviews into three separate podcasts. This is Part 2. You may find all the podcasts on our Facebook page or on the website clearlaketoday.com. We will ask the Galveston mayoral candidates 12 questions. The questions were created in consultation with former elected officials and current community leaders. None of the candidates knew the questions in advance. Each candidate received the exact same question and was allowed two minutes to answer. Their answers have not been edited in any way. After each question is asked, you will hear all the responses. To remove the possibility of bias, there were no follow-up questions. All the candidates were invited. Craig Brown, James Casey, and Bill Keese accepted our invitation. Two candidates, Roger Caroga and Ray Guzman, refused our invitation. Question 11. The economic impact of privately owned ports is virtually identical to that of publicly owned ports. Since the city's purchase of the port in 1940, Galveston's property owners have seen their taxes increase by over a hundredfold, while the port's financial commitment to the city has experienced a decrease in both real and relative terms. Do you think this is fair? Should you become mayor, what will be your approach to the wharves board who is tasked by city charter with overseeing the port's administration? Craig Brown.
1: What I do think is that it has been unfair from the standpoint over the years of the funding that could come to the city and should come to the city from the port during their development of the port. The port has just scratched the surface on their expansion there. And I think this cruise terminal three contract where the port has worked out an arrangement to pay the city a certain amount of funds for the use of that land over there in lieu property taxes for that new terminal is setting the standard for where we need to to move in the future. We will have other contracts coming up at the port, and I think each one of those contracts needs to be scrutinized so that the city and the community can benefit financially from those as well as the port. And so if I'm elected as mayor, uh, I will work with the wars board to make sure that is a concept that has that will be continually brought forward so that the War Board under realizes that as new contracts, especially with the cruise terminal, uh, cruise industry, as they come forward that we will receive funding from the city and that needs to be included in that discussion. Uh, currently, uh, the Carnival contract with Carnival Cruise Lines will be coming up in the near future here for a renegotiation and that's when this this same concept that we have before caribbean needs to take place for payment from that contract we have a new fourth carnival ship coming in shortly here is not included in the contract currently with carnival and when that's added we need to also step up coming up here very quickly and having extra funding come in from that so the port is a wonderful opportunity for expansion there but we also have to keep in mind that it's a component of the city it's city land and we need to receive benefit for the city and the community as the port
2: expands
0: james casey
2: well you know me i'm for i'm for the resident and anything having to do with hundredfold of taxes is just not on my agenda that's just we've been taxed enough everyone that taxes go up every year they don't ever seem to go down right um it's up to the people to run the port to run it in an efficient manner that, 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 that is more evidently profitable than the taxpayers funding uh something that's losing and and they're paying for it. Uh, I mean, I don't I really don't have any more information on that. That's something that can be looked into when whatever official the people elect can get to and I think they'll find that that will be a really hard fight knowing the power of those entities and uh, I think they put enough people together that uh, have common sense they can probably figure out some sort of an agreement on that but for, uh, for taxpayers to be funding any, any tax money to be paying to help any port that's not doing their fair share, that's not, that's not an acceptable practice in my eyes. It's not a good business model, I wouldn't believe.
3: Bill Keese. I believe that we need to revisit the economic commitment that the Wars board has with the city. Uh, that, has, that was done last year. I don't believe that uh, commitment, that increase, was enough. I think we should revisit that contract.
0: Question 12. Let's assume you win this election and the two following elections. How will Galveston have changed by 2026? Craig Brown.
1: It would be my hope and it would be my goal uh, to do a couple of things. One is, I would see in 2026, I would see a port that was very vital. I'd see a port that has a diversification and a balance of cargo and, and cruise business there so that we have a balanced and a sustainable port for the long term. I would see also uh, development on Pelican Island, and I would look to see uh, the port of Galveston working with the port of Houston in some manner to utilize that 1,200 acres on Pelican Island for the betterment of this community and as a tax resource for development over there. We would see a brand new bridge that would be going to Pelican Island. We would see our infrastructure getting better and better. Uh, and we would see also a concerted effort to put emphasis on drainage in this on this on this island here. We would have a system of drainage a master plan of drainage, and possibly would include pump systems that would make sure that our drainage and our storm drains uh, do drain adequately. We would have a thriving tourism business, but we would also keep in mind that the tourism business would benefit, in many ways, the community so that we maintain the quality of life and maintain that balance of quality of life for the citizens as well as for our visitors here. I would see also our institutions of higher learning, Galveston College, UTMB, and A&M thriving. I would see also a trolley system for our visitors that are moving individuals around and hopefully moving towards a system where you have, you come on the island, you park once, and then don't get back in your car when you're visiting until you leave the island. And I would see the island growing. I would see a quality of life. I would see a returning component of our middle class. And I would see an increase of that
2: middle class or workforce housing on the island. James Casey. If James Casey wins this election and more, my would be that the crime, the drug abuse, uh the people that go to work every day and come home to their households won't find them broken into or burglarized. When they leave their car out front, it will not be burglarized. We'll have citizens that take care of one another because what we will to try to achieve is to not segregate us, but to bring us together as one people, one, one island life, and, and restore a sense of camaraderie and friendship among even the rich to the poorest on this island, black, white, Hispanic all races, all classes, and 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 sit down and, and have common goals. And let's get the people's work of the drainage, the street issues, the potholes, the traffic. Let's try to get it. We can't say that we're going to 100% get it done, but we can try every day to do the people's work. And if the people elect someone that has straight-talking common sense and – We want to build infrastructure. You need to have a solid foundation to do so. But as of today, we can't seem to figure out how to get Broadway and Harborside not to drain. That will be on one of my first agendas is to try to get thoroughfares from flooding where our kids don't have to walk with their shoes off in the ball high school so that they don't have wet shoes and socks so they can get an education. Uh, People that would uh, commonly not speak to one another, which your neighbors need to have more common sense and talk to one another and get more involved. I'm hoping to bring this city more together and not divide us further through large money entities and families with big historical money names that buy and win elections and absolutely do nothing. And mayors that have been mayors that do come back and try to be mayor again, I'm kind of the old boy that says you've had your turn at the bat, and it's time for real progress and change to be made because we have significant problems. And one of the problems we have is that we're not together because if we're together, we will never be broken.
0: Bill Keese. I
3: believe that as serving as your mayor for six years, we will see a big difference in the way we approach issues in Galveston. We need to come together, all work together, eliminate the silos we have on the island, get people working together and finding commonality, push forward to a brighter future, address our problems and our challenges, not only with, uh, from within the island, but to expand, extend outside the island and look for assistance from Uh, Austin and Washington, D.C., to help solve some of our critical problems uh, uh, that are so expensive to to solve ourselves. I think we can do that. I think once we reach the 50,000 mark in the census, a new world will open up for us, and uh, our infrastructure will be stronger, our balance between tourism and the quality of life for residents on the island will be better, and I believe that, the, that we will have an increase in businesses and industries on the island.
0: Each candidate will now have one minute to convince the listeners to vote for them. Craig
1: Brown. It would be my hope and it would be my goal uh, to do a couple of things. One is, I would see in 2026, I would see a port that was very vital. I'd see a port that has a diversification and a balance of cargo and and cruise business there so that we have a balanced and a sustainable port for the long term. I would see also uh, development on Pelican Island, and I would look to see uh, the Port of Galveston working with the Port of Houston in some manner to utilize that 1,200 acres on Pelican Island for the betterment of this community and as a tax resource for development over there. We would see a brand new bridge that would be going to Pelican Island. We would see our infrastructure getting better and better, uh, and we would see also a concerted effort to put emphasis on drainage in this on this on this island here. We would have a system of drainage, a master plan of drainage, and possibly would include pump systems that would make sure that our drainage and our storm drains. Uh, do drain adequately. We would have a thriving tourism business, but we would also keep in mind that the tourism business would benefit in many ways the community so that we maintain the quality of life and maintain that balance of quality of life for the citizens as well as for our visitors here. I would see also our institutions of higher learning, Galveston College, UTMB, and A&M thriving. I would see also a trolley system for our visitors that are moving individuals around, and hopefully moving towards a system where you have you come on the island, you park once, and then don't get back in your car when you're visiting until you leave the island. And I would see the island growing. I would see a quality of life. I would see a returning component of our middle class, and I would see an increase of that middle class or workforce housing on the
2: island.
0: James Casey.
2: My name is James Casey, a family man, a hardworking businessman that is literally here to do your work, the people's work. They may say that. The charter says that I will be a figurehead with a vote on city council, but I will set that agenda and that agenda will be set by your voice. If you're tired of being sick and tired and you wake up every morning and you have something to say that needs to be changed, well, your change is here today and I need you to vote for me and you will be heard.
0: Bill Keese.
2: To all the listeners out there, um,
3: I would urge you to look at my experience. I have served in the Texas legislature. I have worked in Washington, D.C. for 28 years. I know the systems very well, and I can use that to benefit the people of Galveston. I also have an extensive business background and understand uh, the relationship that that brings to the table. I believe that I am the most qualified person to run for Galveston's mayor, And in so doing, you will have my total commitment 24-7.
0: This concludes Part 3 of our questions for the Galveston mayoral candidates. All three parts can be found on our Facebook page or on clearlaketoday.com. Sam Collins and I would like to personally thank Craig Brown, James Casey, and Bill Keese for participating. This podcast production of Meet in the Middle Chronicles was made possible by the generosity of listeners like you. If you would like to support our efforts, please like us on Facebook and visit our Patreon page. And remember, please vote.